you have a philosophical capacity block, which we all do, you're running up against the limitations of your vision, right? So you're running up against the limitations of your purpose. Hello and welcome to the Remarkable CEO Podcast, a show dedicated to chiropractors who want to transform their job into a business so that they can have a remarkable practice as part of a remarkable life, not instead of one. With your hosts, Dr. Pete Camiolo and Dr. Stephen Franson. What's up, Remarkables? Welcome to another episode of the Remarkable CEO Podcast. I'm Dr. Stephen Franson. And I'm Dr. Pete Camiolo. Hey, lucky you. You are catching us right at the beginning of a brand new series on the crazy eight the eight capacity blocks of a practice growth. So, man, we are in the throes of this incredible year, right? So as we're coming into our fourth quarter, man, I don't know about you, but I want to finish strong. I love the end of year energy. What a great focal point for you and for your practice, for your business to identify what are the most common capacity blocks to growth in a practice and just knock these down. Dr. Pete, I'm so excited about this conversation because here's my mind's eye right now. We're talking about the eight things that keep a practice from growing, right? So remember, the natural state of a chiropractic practice is growth. And if you're not growing, it just simply means that there's something that's interfering with that growth. We're going to have a conversation about those most common eight capacity blocks in a practice. We call it the crazy eights. The crazy eights because it's crazy not to address these things because, man, it's just interference. Take any one of these out of the way and the practice is going to grow. Can you imagine if by the end of the year, you would you were able to slay all eight of these dragons, what we're going to see for practice growth with our CEOs? Yeah, I mean, as a CEO of your business, I mean, this has to be the, the area of your focus. I mean, and especially as you come towards the end of a year, if you're listening to this live as it's being released, it's Q4 of 2021. Uh, you are you are right now perfectly poised in position to finish this year strong and start 2022 and create that trajectory, that growth that you want to see. So our goal here is that you would have a fresh, again, a fresh practice at the end of this series of this eight or nine part series, whatever it's going to take for us to to wrap it up. Today, we're going to honestly bring you into the, the opening segment here is just really, here's what it is. And we're actually going to break each one of these down uh, in each in each one of the episodes following this uh, this episode here today. But today we're going to give you the high level. We're going to talk about the the crazy eight, the eight capacity blocks, right? We're going to talk about those. We're also going to talk about the capacity zones. This is going to be just some new things for you guys to be wrapping your heads around. And I really hope that today, Dr. Steven, that this starts a conversation that we all need to be having, right? These are the conversations as CEOs, when we meet up, we go out to have coffee or you go out to dinner, you're sitting at the bar. These are the things you end up talking about. That's what we're actually getting into. That's why That's we exactly love this right. series. Yeah. This is what we talk about when you're sitting at the bar, when you're out to coffee, when you call a buddy and you drive home and you want to talk about how things are going this is actually the stuff that's you're going exactly on. Right. So exactly this is right. that conversation. We're just going to slow it down, slow it down and press pause. But here's the thing we want to do. We want to challenge you to apply Im immediately speed of implementation, what you hear. And our goal is that you would actually have a growth of your practice while you're listening to the series. So that's I right. challenge you to commit to com to at least listening to all eight of these episodes, all of these episodes over these next weeks and commit to implementing the things that we're talking about, identify where the areas in your practice are, where there's a capacity block, make the necessary adjustment each week as we go, make an adjustment, you know, choose to make one adjustment, at least one adjustment in each area 
and watch and document what happens in your practice growth. Our goal and our challenge to you is to do that and watch your practice grow. It's going to be fun. So good. So, you know, wherever you are in the world right now in all of this COVID craziness, right? So I want to, I want to recognize something right now. Um, this, uh, this period of time is, is people having wildly different experiences right now. Let's, let's face it, right? So you may be on the far right-hand side of the spectrum, Doc, and uh, your practice is booming and going and growing. And so you're in the biggest months, quarters, year ever, right? So, and I really, I'm excited for you. I hope that's for you. Well, this series is for you, right? So it's going to be all about how do you optimize that growth and let's really kick it into high gear before the end. How do you take advantage of this resurgence that we're seeing back in the, in the marketplace, the Renaissance? On the other side of the spectrum, we've got brothers and sisters. We've got our friends in Canada. We've got our friends in Australia and around the world who are really up against it as far as like points of resistance. And, and they very often can feel out of fact, right? So you might hear this right now and be like, growth, geez, guys, I'm trying to figure out how to stay open. <laughs> I'm, try, I'm trying to get them to let me serve patients, right? Wherever you are, this conversation is for you. So remember this, you know, God is good, right? So there's an agricultural rhythm to businesses as well, right? There's this surge and rest period, surge and rest period, right? So if you're in a bit of a rest period right now, maybe that's a forced function of what's going on in your environment right now. Man, we're going to give you some really practical things that you can do to ready your practice for your own resurgence, right? So I want to make sure that we're doing this through a lens. We, I, I don't want to be irrelevant on this, right? So I, I want you to recognize that Wherever you are on that continuum, that spectrum right now, this is exactly the right thing for you to be focusing on right now as we start to identify what are those eight capacity blocks and through the lens of wherever you're going, whatever's going on in your community right now, taking these things and applying them real time right now. So our idea on this is over the next nine weeks, we go through this nine week challenge each week, implement put these things in play and you're going to have an incredible change in your business in the next 10 weeks. You're going to see that you are either ready for optimal growth or you're going to be optimizing the growth that you're already experiencing. So today we're going to go high level and talk about what is capacity? How do you calculate the capacity? Uh, we're going to give, we've got a giveaway for you. We're going to give you a, uh, a template that we use to set up time blocking to optimize your practice schedule, your clinical schedule for your patients. Right? We're going to talk through that. Uh, and then we're going to talk about these zones of capacity in the practice. So you'll understand exactly how your engine should be revving, so to speak. Uh, and then we're going to, to introduce these crazy eight. Dr. Pete, we've got a lot to cover. Let's get after it. Let's get after it. So what I want to do just to set us up, Dr. Steven, and then we're going to go after these kind of each one by one, but I'm going to give you guys the eight, what they are. And then we're going to actually hit on each one just briefly here today. So I'll go over the crazy eight, and then we're going to get into the, the zones as well, right? So I'm going to start with the crazy eight capacity blocks, Dr. Steven, if you're cool with that, I think it's a really good kind of place for us to just start and lay it out. And then, and then we're going to dig in. So the eight that we've identified, and again, let's also say this, these, these are not just, we just pull these out. These have actually been identified through working with doctors around the world for years, right? So this is these these capacity blocks is what we get from conversations at the bar over dinner, over coffee, but also over coaching, right? So being in the space, working with all of you remarkable uh, chiropractors and those of you um, who maybe we've never worked with, but just being in conversation relations relationships with you. And in our own practices and our own businesses, this is what we've identified. And so uh, this, is, I believe, is a pretty complete list, Doc. I, I believe it's very thorough. Uh, and again, it comes from experience. This is from what we have seen in the marketplace. This is what not only just observation, but actually from experience, these are the things. Dr. Steven? 
Hey, Dr. P, can I drop in on you on this one? Uh, for yep. just, I think it'd be a, an important, we're making an assumption that they understand what capacity means <laughs> when we say that. So, yeah. you know, let me earmark that really quickly so that when they, I don't want to waste a second. I want, I don't want to hear the gold that you're about to drop down there and for, not to have the frame of reference of like, what do we mean when we say capacity, right? So, you know, let's talk about, you know, your capacity being how many people can you actually serve? Like, you know, think about this as a container, like you can only get so much in any given container, right? Yeah. So, you know, we have this container uh, called our practice, called our business that has a lot of facets to it, right? There's a lot of different sides to this thing that that actually contribute to your container, right? So what we want to do is we want to look at it from this, uh, you know, general, general definition of this is like, how many people can you serve? And by people, I want you to think about the different populations that come into your office for different services, right? So you've got how many people can we adjust? Like a regular office for an adjustment, we've got to figure out what that capacity is, right? So, you know, for example, you need to know two things. You need to know what's your schedule book look like? In other words, how many adjusting hours do you have and how many adjusting slots do you have? You know, so for example, if you have if you look at any given adjusting hour, adjusting hour and you do 15 minute time blocks, right? So that means that you've got four 15 minute time blocks in a given hour. Now you'd second thing you need to know is like, what is your adjusting time, right? Your, your true table time start to finish. Pete, this is always an interesting conversation. I ask the doctors first and then I turn and I ask the CAs to get the truth, right? So it's like, you know, the doctor's like, I'm like, what's your adjusting time? They're like, oh, sub three minutes. And I see everybody, the CAs behind them go, yeah, right. That's like his record, right? You know, uh, or man, three minutes, three minutes. She takes three, three minutes to get the person on the table. Right? It's like, so, you know, truth be told, your CAs will always be able to tell you exactly what is your table time, right? So your adjusting time, start to finish. And the way you want to think about it is if like 10 people came in a row, 10 people back to back to back to back to back, how long would it take you to go through those 10 regular adjustments, right? So your answers might be three minutes. It might be 13 minutes. We're not here to tell you what the right answer is. What we're here to say is, what is it? How much time does it take you to do your best work, right? So to yeah. deliver an analysis, deliver a corrective chiropractic care, and to deliver an education that challenges and shapes the belief system. So know what that number is. So let's, let's use a couple examples here. Let's say you have a three-minute table time, three-minute adjustment time, and you're doing 15-minute time blocks for adjusting. That means that you could schedule five people across, let's say, at 8 o'clock in the morning. You have five people across, three-minute adjusting time, 15-minute block. There you go. Or maybe you have a five-minute table time, okay? That means that you could schedule three people across, right? So if you have a one hour of adjusting and you could do five minute adjusting time. That means it's three times four. You can see 12 people an hour. You're going to want to know that that's the capacity that you have for adjusting. Maybe you have a 15 minute adjusting time. That means that you can see four people an hour. I know this sounds really academic, but this is going to really help you when we determine how do we measure and how do we track our capacity? Because you know what? You cannot improve what you don't measure. Right. So it's going to be critically important that we're able to measure this. Dr. Pete, we got to take into account how long does a new patient day one take as far as the doctor's commitment? How long does our second, you know, day two of report of findings, recommendations for care, financials, first adjustment? How long does that take? Progress exams, progress reports, re-exams, re-reports, special consultations. All of these things have to be accounted for when we are calculating exactly what is the capacity of your practice with your given schedule, with your given team, like where are we right now, brutal facts, given your physical plant, with your given schedule, with your given team, brutal facts, 
What is your capacity to serve right now? We want to figure out what those numbers look like. Yeah, I mean, this is, oh man, how do we, how do we not go deep on this? I mean, how do we keep this high surface? How do we keep this high level guys? It, it, it's, it's real. So, you know, I immediately doc, as you're talking about this, I'm just like, okay, because if you look at where you're at right now, some of you may say we're at capacity. And, and, my, and then some of you may say, you know, we're not at capacity. Well, what, how would you know? How do you know you're at capacity? How do you know you're not at capacity, right? So how do you know that? Like, how would you actually measure that? And Dr. Steven, you gave some great frameworks for this. So, uh, but there's a lot of variables. There's a lot of moving parts. And that's why these crazy eight are so important because some of these things are less uh, tangible. Sometimes it feels than other things. But, but when you look at the definition of capacity, it talks about the container but it also talks about the production, right? So you've got, it, you guys are brick and mortar, right? So there's a brick and mortar space. So you, you actually can think about it as a container because it's a physical space that has a physical like square footage, which has a physical layout with physical people. And there's actually things that have transactions. So that's a container, but then you have the production that has to do with potential. That has to do with the potential of a person, the potential of a schedule, potential of a mindset, the potential, right? So there's really two things we're looking at. We're looking at capacity, the co container itself. We're also looking at production, what a, a, a place can produce, which is amazing. We can think about it in terms of in so many different ways, but those two ways are how I want you to think about it as we go through the crazy eight. So I'm going to just go through the list of the eight, and I want you to be thinking about this. And then we're going to go through each one of them one by one, but think about the container and then the production capacity, right? Because you can change it, right? You can say, well, I'm at capacity. You can change that. And Dr. Stevens holding up our zones. We're going to get into that right after that, right? Or are we going to go there now? <laughs> guys, we're, we're having fun right now with you guys <laughs> in, in this. <laughs> he, he's like, throw, show me his, uh, his little drawing that we, we always, he always is doing these drawings. And most of them make it to a PDF that you guys will end up seeing. Yeah, but, one day, one uh, day this will be some bitch in yeah. <laughs> right? This uh, practice tachometer, right? The, the tachometer. But let, let, before we get into that, Doc, let, let's go through the crazy eight. So um, th these are the blocks that we see. Uh, and I'm just going to go through them. We're going to unpack each one of them briefly. The first is the philosophical block. The second is a mental block. The third is a logistical block. The fourth is a physical plant block. The, the fifth is a personnel block. The sixth is an operational block. The seventh is a functional block. And then the eighth is an energetic block, right? So these are the, the crazy. So let's just circle back. So go back to the top. We're going to go through each one of them briefly because we're actually going to unpack each one of these in the following episodes. We're actually going to spend more time actually going into each one of them and having a conversation around each one. Okay, let's take a quick break and talk about Cairo Matchmakers. Cairo Matchmakers will help you find the right person for the job. If you're looking to hire the ideal chiropractic assistant, Cairo Matchmakers will help you find the specific person missing from your team so that you can get back to using your talents to serve more people. Or if you're looking to hire the ideal associate doctor, CMM can help. Cairo Matchmakers helps chiropractors like you find the ideal associate doctor to unlock your practice potential and get you the freedom that you desire. To learn more, go to chiromatchmakers.com. There are only two types of chiropractic practices in the world today. Those who have been educating their patients, those that wish they had. And it's not too late to start. 
Let us help you. Our TRP practices flourished during this pandemic. They have proven the model. They did what works and they have reaped the rewards. Most TRP practices saw best weeks, best months, best quarters, best years during the pandemic, not just despite the pandemic. I suggest because they had prepared their practices and patients for the pandemic. This will not be our last crisis. This was not our last storm. Will your practice be ready for the next one? I invite you to join us in Chicago for the remarkable Retention Immersion October 22nd and 23rd, 2021, live and in person. Bring your team and join us. Go to theremarkablepractice.com forward slash events to register today. And now let's jump right back into our conversation. So Dr. Stephen, I'm going to throw the first one to you philosophical block. What, what does this mean? So, um, you know, when we talk to docs who are struggling with growing their business, right, growing their practice, they, they, they feel like they've been up against it. We've hit the ceiling, so to speak, right? So it's like, man, I'm just really having trouble. I get stuck is a word they use a lot. So it's like, man, I just got stuck at 114 a week. You know, I can't get to 115. We get up to 120, we reset and we get back down. And they're telling stories about us. Man, I'd really like to get to 275. We've been stuck at 225 now for two years. So it's like, where are we? Like, So the first thing we do is as a coach is we stop and say, okay, so there's lots of reasons why you could get stuck there. So these really, these eight capacity blocks is just, this is a troubleshooting list for us as coaches. So guys, get out your pe- your pencils and paper on this one because you know ultimately you want to be able to identify each one of these because you know what? It's probably not just one. It's probably not mm-hmm. just like one silver bullet that's taken the legs out from the growth of your practice. I'm going to suggest that on a scale of one to 10, there may be a handful of these are like eights, nines right, on you and they're real derailers. But think about it, man, man, a handful of them might be twos and threes. So great. Let's just get a little bit better at each one of these. So I want that's how I want you to listen to this crazy eight list. Don't try to just find the one that's the derailer. Say, okay, so let me let me examine this right now. I know that my philosophy is the first one, my, a philosophical capacity block. You don't want to ask the question, do I have a philosophical capacity block? You want to ask the question, where do I have a philosophical capacity block? Like exactly where is that for you? Because we all do, right? So we all have one point where we're like, well, that's stretching it a little, <laughs> right? Well, you just hit your capacity block, right? So your philosophy, if you have a philosophical capacity block, which we all do, you are running up against the limitations of your vision, right? So you're running up against the limitations of your purpose, right? So when we say that we're in the business of saving lives and when business is good, everybody wins, listen to that. Right. So, you know, do you own that? Right. Is is this right now for you? It's like my philosophy is that every human being should get their spine and nervous system checked throughout life. Is that your philosophy? Right. So I'm not saying it is. I'm asking you, is it what is your philosophy and how is that contributing to either your growth or your capacity blocking growth? Right. So we say that we are pushed by our purpose and pulled by our vision. We're going to have a dedicated episode. We're going to unpack philosophical capacity issues, and we're going to get to the bottom of it and blow the lid off your practice. Yeah, I mean, I I want to stay on that one because I, I love that one so much. Uh, but I love the question. I love the framework, and I'm gonna I'm gonna ride that wave, um, Dr. Stephen, which is 
the question to ask yourself as we're walking through the, all of these is where do I have a fill in the blank block? Yeah. Where do I have a good way to approach? It's a really good way to approach this guy. So we're not looking to find like, which is the one of the eight or two of the eight. No, no. It's each one of the eight right now. Where do I have a block? Right. So I think that's a really good as a CEO. That's a really um, holistic way to approach this conversation because remember it's going to tra- transfer through you to your team. So we're always listening for through the lens of I'm going to have to translate this and share this with my team, bring this to my team, to my COO, to a same page meeting, then to a team training, a team meeting. And we're going to walk through this and we're going to set out our, probably our 2022 focus is going to be dictated based on this series. We're walking through with you right now. So that's why this is so important. So the great question, Dr. I love that framework. Where do I have a, philosophical block. So the second would be, where do I have a mental block? So the question here is, we know how important mindset is or, or, or not, <laughs> or not. Mindset is so important. And I know for me, you, Dr. Steven, we all have had and have mindset breakthroughs and mindset subluxations. And I know that this is something that requires um, vigilance, right? We have to stay vigilant of our mindset, right? And we got to ask yourself, where is there a mental block. So the way we want you to think about this is the first question is, can you see it? Meaning, can you see what, what success looks like? Can you see what you're trying to create? Is it vivid? Is the picture vivid? Is there a clarity in your mind mentally of where you're going and how you're going to get there? Is there, do you have that clarity? Do you see it? Okay. That's the first. Then we can ask about other people. Do have you transfer that vision to other people? Can they see it? Right. That's another level. Is there a block between the team? Is it, is it you carrying it, which is the owner operator, classic owner operator person, right? Does your team see it? Do your patients see it? Does your community see it? So that's the first. The second would be, do you believe it? So maybe you can see it so or not. So it could be a vision issue or mentally it could be a belief issue. And there could be a lot of contributing factors that limit you from being able to believe it, right? It could be past history, of, of struggle, of failure, of hurt, of, of, of loss, uh, which is most of us. It's scar tissue that we remember as we're walking through, we look at our scars. We're like, next time I go into that thing, like you immediately get a flashback, right? PTSD. What is that? It's, I heard a sound and I was remembering the war, right? It's like, wow, how did that affect me? Well, that happens to us in business as well. So maybe the belief comes back from an injury. Maybe you've been, you've been harmed. Maybe you've had your damaged goods. Hey, listen, we've been there but let's get healed up. So maybe that needs to be addressed, right? So again, I'm not going to go deeper into that. We're going to go on, Dr. Dr. Steven. to the episode, my man. I'm Don't throwing it down. Right, man. High level, let's do it. <laughs> all right, I'm throwing it back to you for number three. All right, number three, logistical. This comes down to the, the, the brick and mortar elements of your practice, right? So maybe your location sucks. Maybe parking sucks. Maybe your hours suck. Whatever is going on, there's something logistically that makes it harder for people to stay under regular care with you, right? So they end up dropping out of care because you got flow issues, right? So ultimately, logistical issues are, are you making it harder to actually be your patient than it needs to be? So good. All right, number Number five uh, is number four, the physical plant. Uh, all right. So this is very practically, again, we're staying in the brick and mortar. It's literally looking at your space. It's looking at two big things. We're looking at the size of the practice. So the container to serve the people, right? So if you're at a certain volume and you look at your space and you look at the number of people that are walking through that on a day and weekly basis, based on your practice model, is the space, the size of the space, is that the right size for where you are now and where you're going next? So that's the question. 
is it the right space? And then number two is if you've got the space, do you have the right layout? So really two things we're going to look at here. We're going to unpack these two. We're going to go deeper into all these, but again, thinking in frames of two things, when you come to your physical plant, is there a block in the, the size of the plant or is there a block in the layout of the plant? Yes. To any one of those issues, that's going to be a, that's going to be a challenge. All right. Next to you, Dr. Steven, okay, number five is personnel. Number five is personnel, your people, right? So, you know, 95% of your problem, 95% of our problems are people problems, right? So this is where that one pops up. Do you have a capacity block because of your team? There's usually two flavors or a combination of these, right? So number one, it's people problems, meaning that you have, instead of the four rights, maybe you've got the four wrongs, right? So you do you have the right people in the right seats doing the right work the right way, or do you have the wrong people, meaning you just don't have the right people on your team, they're just not on the bus, or do you have them in the wrong seats, or do you have them focused on doing the wrong work the wrong way? What's creating the capacity issue around the four wrongs, right? So, and then the next one is manpower, it's just do you not have enough people, right? So they like the people are great, they're in the right roles, they're doing the right work the right way, but man, you are understaffed. And that is just, Dr. Pete, I think it's one of the most common issues I see that we just, we try to drive with our foot on the brakes and the gas at the same time, because we just don't have enough, we don't have enough manpower and everybody's overwhelmed. Yeah, yeah, that's a big one, guys. And uh, we see it because we get to talk to so many of you. So uh, we're gonna unpack that one and that block. And uh, that one's also directly connected to maybe a mental, philosophical, and other ones above. So uh, number six, so the operational block. And Dr. Steven, you are known as the systems guy. So guys, this goes back to systems. And this is one of the things that we, we love in the remarkable practice is the fact that we have a system, right? You plug in a system, you press play, and, and you produce it, right? So anywhere where there's a breakdown in the system or anywhere there where there's a flaw in the model, that will actually undermine your capacity, 100%. And most of you are nodding your head to that one. You're like, oh yeah, definitely have that. We've all identified that one uh, at times or maybe all the time we notice it uh, because again, this one tends to be um, kind of front and center, but this is a big one, guys. This is the operational block. And specifically what we're gonna do is we're gonna hone in on your systems right now. And we're gonna look at your model. Number seven, Dr. Steven. Yeah, when you do the, when we're talking about number seven, we're, we're talking about the functional capacity blocks, right? So. Um, this is where there's a skills issue, right? So you might have the systems in place, for example, you might have your systems of attraction, conversion, retention, even team building skills, right? So uh, team building systems, things like making sure that you're doing team meetings properly and team trainings. But very often, this is where we fall down is it's that the team training piece. And, and we just from a operational place, functionally, we, we lack the skills and it's our skills that are getting in the way of our growth, right? So it's our team skills. And this could mean either, number one, we have a bunch of newbies and we haven't onboarded them properly or we haven't invested in training them properly. Or number two, we've gotten away from this culturally as a team. Maybe you've got the opposite. We've got a bunch of veterans around and they don't feel like they need to train anymore. Next thing you know, their skills have atrophied or worse, we've drifted when it comes to our process, procedures, et cetera, right? So, you know, ultimately entropy rules here. And if you're not reorganizing your systems, those systems will break down and this will create enormous capacity blocks in your practice. And the last one is the energetic block. As you know, from the Rubik's cube, how important energy is. It's energy is everything as the chief energy officer, CEOs, we're going to look to you first and foremost for being the energy setter, right? You're the thermostat in the practice. It comes back to energy. Energy is everything. And so again, this has to do with fitness guys. And we know 
we always say you can have a remarkable practice as part of a remarkable life and not instead of one. We know that that's all dependent upon your health and your fitness, literally the health and fitness of you and your team. So we're looking at on the energetic block is, is your team's health and your health where it needs to be both physically and emotionally. Are you at a healthy team? Are you a fit team? Are you a fit team physically? Are you healthy physically? Are you a fit team emotionally? Are you healthy emotionally? Because again, your existing energy and the energy that's going to take for you to go and grow to where you want to go next, right? Your capacity comes right back to this 100% of the time. It's energy. Oh, I can't wait to unpack each and every one of those, especially that last (laughs) one, right? Oh man, energy is everything. All right. So, uh, we're, you know, what we know is if you, if you don't measure it, you can't master it, right? So if you don't measure it, you can't manage it, right? You don't get what you want, you get what you measure. So I want to make sure that you guys are starting with that capacity um, number, right? So we're going to share with you a, a tool. We're going to do a giveaway. We're going to give you that uh, framework, that template for a schedule. You can play with this, use this as inspiration, just rip it off entirely and use it. I'm going to show you what our practice looked like at a thousand a week. Um, you can take a look at this thing and say, okay, so this template worked. It includes when do you do huddles? When do you do meetings? When do you do trainings? When do you do marketing? When were your adjustments, report times, special consultations, et cetera. So just download that. You'll see it in the show notes below. Use that as inspiration, but regardless, calculate what your capacity is. And we're going to give you this tool to use uh, to assess where you are right now as a business. And we're going to look at now and next, right? So now is this where we are right now? Brutal facts. And this is where we're going to go next with a view on 12 months out from now, right? So we always want to be thinking from now to next. Um, and as the CEO, our job is to create that bridge between the now and next. And those eight capacity blocks to go from now to next, those are really the changes that you're going to make. So as you listen to these, just to be able to identify out of those eight, this is the two, three, four, five big changes that we're going to make over the next 12 months that's going to open up our capacity, right? So let me uh, introduce this concept of a of a practice tachometer, right? So the tachometer is that dial that jumps around when you hit the gas pedal in your car, right? So it measures the RPMs, right? So the revolutions per minute of that, it's a way to rate how hard is the engine working, right? So how, how, how hard is that engine working to produce to get the output of horsepower, right? So when you look at that tachometer, you know, so that my car likes to be, it likes to be somewhere between 3,500 and 4,500 RPMs, right? So that's where it likes, that's where it's happy. It's uh, if you if you want to make it really happy, <laughs> you put it between 4,500 and 6,500, right? So that's that's, a, that's when things get really fun. It gets unhappy north of 8,500, right? It redlines at 8,500, right? So it's a powerful sports car, right? So it, it likes to work really hard. It gets really unhappy if it drops below 2,500, right? It just starts to get buggy and just start, you know, you can stall it out, et cetera, right? So there's a tachometer that, you know, you can think of this, you can use the same concept and just project it over your business, over your practice, right? And know that there are, you know, these zones that your engine likes to rev at and run at, right? So, you know, I'm going to introduce this concept of the comfort zone, which is, if you look at it as a concentric ring, and I'm going to hold up um, that awesome diagram once again. So uh, we'll turn this into an infographic for you guys at some point, I'm sure. But you can see these concentric rings. And at the center, what you have is this, this comfort zone, right? So comfort zone is really what's happening under 80% capacity. So if you know that your capacity right now is to see 
200 people a week. If you're at 80%, what is that? 160. So anything below 160, you're going to feel like right now with my given space, with my given systems, with my given team today, we have the capacity to, to see over 200. We're under 160. We're really in a comfort zone and your engine really just doesn't like to, it bogs out, you know, at that it's not energized at that point. It's not optimized for sure. Between 80 and 90%, this is where you want to live. This is the stretch zone, right? This is where you want to spend most of your time at 80 to 90% of your capacity, right? So 90 to 100% capacity in here, this is what we call the stretch zone, right? So you're really stretching yourself and you're stretching your team and really stretching the practice itself. This is when you're pushing that, you know, that 6,500 to 8,500 uh, RPMs, the uh, engine's wailing, right? And this is prime time. This is when things are cranking and the practice is really jamming. Red line is when you get up over 100% capacity, right? And that's the breakdown zone. This is when you're going to find the blow a gasket. You're going to be on the side of the road with an unhappy driver and an unhappy engine, unhappy team, right? So we want to recognize that this tachometer is a way for you to just gauge where are we right now? I now know how to calculate my capacity, okay? So I have my schedule book, I have my clinic hours, I know how long it takes me to do each of them, one of these primary functions of the business. I've calculated this number as, this is how many people we can adjust, how many new patients we can see, and how many of the, of the um, associated reports that we could be doing week after week after week after week. I really know what the capacity of this practice is right now, given all of the criteria that we've listed already. Now I know, am I in my comfort zone under 80%, are we in our comfort zone, which is where everything bogs down and it's not energized, it's definitely not optimized, or are we in our stretch zone where we're 80 to 90%, we're feeling it, not a nice stretch, right? So we could spend most of our time here and we could operate in a way where we felt like we could really grow, right? And then we will drift into the stretch zone, which is the 90 to 100% of the capacity that's going to be prime time adjusting hours. It's going to be when you've had a big marketing campaign uh, go out and you've got lots of new patients at your process, stretching that practice and stretching your team. And then are we drifting into the breakdown zone where we're over a hundred percent of our, or excuse me, are we getting into the stress zone where a hundred ninety to a hundred, or are we getting into that breakdown zone, which is where over a hundred percent where we're redlining and that engine is wailing, screaming at us, begging us to back off a little bit, Right. Otherwise, we're going to end up blowing up the engine and being on the side of the road. Dr. Pete, I love this metaphor, right? Um, because I know that every practice is this engine. Every business is an engine that has a certain capacity. We want to optimize those engines. Yeah. So, guys, this is uh, just the beginning of the series. This is the, the first part of the series. So, again, I'm going to circle back and say I encourage you to tune in each one. I mean, hopefully just even after listening to this today, you're, everybody's going to look in the mirror and look at their practice and say, okay, um, I see, I see where we're at, right. I I'm, I'm, I'm going to basically looking at the tachometer, I'm going to say, okay, based on my capacity, I've done some math and I'm saying right now, Hey, we're at, we're below 80%. You know, if that's you and you're, you're finding yourself in the comfort zone, we got to get out of that zone, right? If you find yourself, Hey man, I'm, I feel like I'm on burnout, breaking out, breaking down, but I don't feel like we're at our full capacity, but I'm feeling burnt down, breaking down. I'll tell you what, circle back to the capacity blocks and look at that. Because if, if you look at that, those, those eight crazy eight, that's off, oftentimes, Dr. Stephen, one of the reasons why we get into either the comfort zone because we settle there or we get into the burnout breakdown zone because we, we get in there because of we, these capacity blocks. So do you guys see how these go hand in hand? That oftentimes the reason why we can't we get out of the sweet spot is because of these capacity blocks. So our goal is to, again, with you together over this series is to dig into your practice to, to 
you know, people ask me, what am I going to do when I become the CEO? <laughs> well, well, we just did. How about that? That's what you do when you're the Let's CEO start of your business. So <laughs> when, when you, when you, when you have your eyes and the CEO have your eyes on your business, remember CEO leaves a business and the CEO runs the business. So run, meaning think about how the vehicle will run. These are the things that you're actually thinking about. These are the things you're constantly thinking about. But if you stay in that zone of 80 to 90% and you get into the 90 plus percent for a season, you go back and forth because you don't live there, but you visit there and you do that. I'll tell you, your practice will continue to grow. And that, that type of a practice will, requires a CEO. That kind of a practice requires a CEO. That, that practice requires a team of eight players. That Practice requires systems. That practice requires fill in the blank. It requires all of the above. And so if you get into that zone of 80 to 90% and you are, you're in that space where we're talking about right now and you're dancing there and you're that business, you will continue to grow consistently over time. And you will absolutely resonate with every single thing that we're saying. You're like nodding your head saying, absolutely. Because Dr. Steven, as you were talking, I'm like, yep, yep, yep. This is the CEO conversation that has to happen. So guys, as we wrap 2021, if you're listening to this series live with us in Q4 2021, we're going to have a CEO discussion throughout these next couple of weeks and we are months really. And we're going to get you set up, you and your business set up, not only to finish this year strong, but let's make the next year and years your best yet. Because remember how you're doing now and where you're going next is all determined by what you are going to be focusing on right here and right now. All right, guys, remember to tune in next week for part two in the series on the Crazy Eights. Until then, have a great week. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Remarkable CEO Podcast. Remember, what the world needs now is chiropractic. And what chiropractic needs now is more successful chiropractors. If you like this podcast, please subscribe, share with a friend, and leave us a review. And if you'd like to connect with us personally, direct message us on Facebook, LinkedIn, or Instagram. Now go and be remarkable.